To the Chicago Sports Experience, a 4D podcast production. Hey everyone, we're back with another episode of the Chicago Sports Experience. I'm Dan. And I am Drew, or what's left of him. <laughs> uh, my vocal cords are on the, on the mend, but uh, uh, it's been a struggle. So uh, that's why we've been a little bit delayed with the episode. But uh, I am, like I said, on the mend and all good. Uh, so we are, we've just watched... Uh, the end of of the journey, Dan, and and uh, hey, look, ma, we made it. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I have so many pet peeves about all of this, but well, the headline we buried the lead. The U.S. USA soccer has qualified for the World Cup in Qatar. Yes, in November, they 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 latched onto the number three seed. So they get the automatic qualifier, even though they lost tonight against Costa Rica. Costa Rica gets to go play El Kiwis uh, in the playoff game. You told us last week they needed four points. They got exactly four points. That is correct. So they have made it through. Dan, how you doing? Look, I'm very happy we're back in the World Cup because last time was an absolute disaster in 2018. Uh, We didn't need a repeat of that. And the U.S. had done its job and set itself up for success coming into this last uh, round of very tough games. And, uh, you know, they go to... And they were very hurt going into it, too. They were very hurt. Uh, We listed all the injuries in the last episode. But, however, Reyna did end up playing in this group of three, which helped. He is really good at soccer. He likes to dribble through Mexican defenders. Like, they're kind of on on stilts. It's it's really quite fun to watch. Uh, he, he, he's a talent that is very young. Yes. (laughs) So, um, and he's been coming in around the 60th minute or so in these three games. So that I'm assuming that might be his role. Look, I just want to be healthy. That's all I want. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's the biggest thing between now and November. Um, whatever calibration you got to do to get ready for it. Great. But number one, go into it with all your pieces. So, uh, some of the, some of the positives, like we just said, uh, Greg Berhalter has had to navigate some roster changes, some lineup changes. They were talking about it on the post game how you can't just depend on thirteen guys. You need a whole squad of like 20, 30 guys that you can pull from if right. you have to. And he's done a fantastic job, like him or dislike him. He's done a fantastic job of piecing rosters together to give him a chance to win every game. So uh, credit to him for that. Uh, they did in this set. They went to Mexico and pulled out a draw. I did think they were a little timid and kind of playing for a draw. At oh, some I point. think once they got through the first forty-five minutes, they just said, "Yeah, let's yeah back the bus up and and let's get the heck out of here," which is what they needed to do. But that's 
but they, that's that's the long game of, of this format. They did have chances in that game, and they did put a scare in New Mexico <laughs> a couple of times because that, that first that first round of games in this last uh, set of three that was a rocky night because if the U.S. had put one of those in on Mexico, Mexico was in trouble. Yeah. And you had Costa Rica beat Canada that night, which shocked everybody. And you know who it really shocked? Panama. Because Panama tied uh, that night. And all of a sudden, Panama is now back on it because right. Costa Rica jumped them. Right. And Panama is the odd guy out in all this. Right. And, and, but it was that first night that, right. that did it because it's like, whoa, we did not expect Costa Rica to beat Canada. Now this has flipped the whole situation. And uh, so that was an interesting first night. And then the second the second group uh, game. The game here, which they had to have. They had to have it. They went out. Panama had to have it. Right. Panama, literally. U.S., if they even lost, they still had an out by going to Costa Rica. Panama, no, 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 no. If they didn't win this game, they were done. And they came out and played, I thought, really well in the first maybe 20, 25 minutes. They came minutes. out aggressively. Um, it was really the penalty call. What is it? Seventeenth minute of that game, Pulisic uh, looked like he had an edge around. to him. Yeah, he did. He was just a different dude that night. That's Chelsea Christian Pulisic right there. Yeah, his first international hat trick. Two of them were penalties, but hey, that's not a joke either because we need someone who can prove that they could step up in those moments and put it in the back of the net. Yep. Not mess around. Not clank it off a post. You step up and you make those, especially. Now that we're going to the World Cup, and if we get into a situation, we need a guy that can that can knock it in. Yep. Um, I, there was some little cleverness with it because Panama was giving our uh, – we'd have another player step up. Uh, Ferreira or something like that would step up and take the ball and look like he was going to take the penalty kick. And he'd get all the abuse from the crowd and the Panama player or whatever it was. It was a U.S. crowd, so he wasn't getting abuse from the crowd. But he'd, he'd get all of this you know, uh, chatter and talk and whatever – and then as the kick is getting ready to go, he'd put the ball down, and then Pulisic would come in and take it. <laughs> uh, Pulisic was just off on his own, doing his own thing. It was, it Gamesmanship. Was a, supposedly, the U.S. players were not in on it on the bench. <laughs> and they're like, wait, 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 wait. What's going on? What's going on? And Berhalter was just like, we got this. We're good. <laughs> like, we're all right. So that was an interesting moment. But the U.S. put it on Panama. Uh, 5-1, they almost pulled off the the 5-0 uh, if it wasn't for a Panama great header. Right. I mean, it was just a typical cap great, great header that they scored on, uh, which then sets up this final game. And the U.S. The only way the U.S. weren't going to finish third uh, was if they lost by six or more. Yes. Okay. So Six or more so, goals. So, so we were basically up 6 nothing. Yeah, five nothing. Game. Yeah, we yeah. were up five nothing to right. start the game. So, so we were fine. As yeah, so they get through the first half. Okay, um, if you looked at the possession stats, you'd think the U.S. would have dominated this game. Uh, Costa Rica, two really nice set pieces, uh, both of them finding the back of the net. So fair play to them. Um, A little, but, but after that, once once it was two nothing, I think the U.S. just decided shut it down. Yeah. Let's not. Let's just get there, and and so they did, and so they got there. I mean, they literally just held on to the Correct. ball for like the final several right. minutes, um, which I get, and that's fine. It's a disappointing way to end. But let me put some context on this game for you. Yes, they needed to win by, or they needed to lose by a, a maximum of five goals. 
Well, the last time they have been beaten by six goals was, I believe, the late 70s by France. So the odds of this happening yeah. were slim to none. Right. And then, uh, but the danger is the U.S. has also never beaten Costa Rica in a World Cup qualifying match in Costa Rica. They are 0-9-2. Now they are 0-10-2 and uh, after tonight. So that, that continues. That's a little uh, you know bugaboo that they got to expel at some point. They got to get rid of that. It wasn't tonight, but um, as long as the World Cup isn't going to that part of the world, yeah. I think we're okay. Uh, now, New Zealand did beat the Solomon Islands tonight, so New Zealand and the Kiwis will be in Qatar to play Costa Rica for that play-in spot. So that, that happens in June. Yes. Uh, um, New Zealand, for reference, is ranked 111th in the world. Uh, they beat a team ranked 142nd in the world. And Costa Rica. I got a Rica, funny feeling Costa Rica is going to make it. Yeah, probably. Costa Rica is sitting comfortable at 42. Um, and let, just to be real, I looked at the Oceana group. It's barren. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing. And and I'm not even saying that. Literally, half of the people that are even in that conference didn't play any games. Correct. They all forfeited their games because of COVID or because of lack of players, whatever it happened to be. So literally these two teams, New Zealand and, and Solomon Islands, only played like two, three games in their whole qualifying schedule. They played nobody. Yeah. And now you wonder why Australia was like, I, we can't do this anymore. Because they go into the World Cup or they go into this CONCACAF game. Or they just get hammered. And they get routed because they just, hammered. They just have no competition Correct. that they play against. So they go to uh, the, the Asian Conference. They're still technically alive. They're still Australia. technically alive. Um, they've been beaten up a little bit more. Yeah. They're they're on short uh Well, they're in a string. play-in situation too. So, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. We're going to have the draw. So so now what's the next step? The next step for the US, the next big day will be Friday uh where they will announce the World Cup draw and the US has in what's called pot 2. Yeah, which so, is mostly based on world rankings. Right. So we have fallen so from I would 10 assume, to 13. I would assume what happens is they pick like each pot, they, they say, like, this is going to be group A, and they pick one from pot one, and then they pick one from pot two, pot three, pot four. And yeah. they say, that's your group. Yeah. Until until your ball gets pulled. Yeah. So it, it, it'll be, I mean, it's everything, uh, really. And the last time, um, you know, the U.S. was in it, uh, they had a tough, tough draw. It was a tough group. They had Germany, who was still top. Uh, Germany top won the World five. Cup. Germany won the World Cup they were that still year. Top five. Um, they ran through everybody that year. They beat us two to nothing that year in the group, yeah. uh, which was honestly actually pretty pretty good. Competitive, yeah. Pretty good. Uh, Portugal, who was top five, the US um, should have beat that day. And they tied two two. Was it? Um, it was two two, which was pretty Cristiano good. Cristiano Ronaldo scores on the last play of the game in in extra time to salvage a draw. For Portugal, when Honestly, the U.S. The, had really dominated that game. The U.S. was okay with that, though, because they needed at least a draw. No, I know. I, but, I know they wanted the win, but you, you got to at least get the draw because math, we were the doing math, math worked that out, way. and then they beat. They had to beat Ghana, and they went and beat Ghana, and that was a They beat Ghana game. first, and then I think they played Ghana first. They beat Ghana. Then right. they played Portugal with the tie, and, and then, then the they, Germany game really didn't You matter. knew you had to, like, again, same situation. You couldn't lose by, like, four goals. Right, right. And they lost by two, and they're like, "Sweet, we're moving on." Right. Um, and then they then they yeah. played Belgium in that round of thirty-two. Who was game. just on the come up? They right. were just entering their quote unquote golden you know, age. The, the 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 extra time goal that I swore because of the group above me in the office building that I was working on had the game on. 
I was on such a delay on my stream. So I would always listen for their reaction and they would tell me what was going on. Well, the, the, the floor above me goes nuts. So I'm thinking, oh, U.S. is lining up for a, for a, for a kick here. I'm like, oh, they got this. They're going to tie this. They hit the post. Yeah, they went, I do they went nuts that. going hitting the post. And it's like. Oh, who is that? Was that Wanda Wondolowski? Yeah, Chris Wondolowski. Yeah, something like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and that, by the way, that year, that was the group of death. That was the best African team, and you had two top five teams, and then you had the U.S. sitting there, right. and the U.S. escaped. So, um, the U.S. does tend to have these groups in the World Cup that are difficult to get out of. So, well, we'll see what the group yeah, is. We'll see what, what happens. Will but, I be watching uh, at 1030 on Friday morning? Yes, I will be. Uh, I will be glued to it, but um, it's exciting. So follow our Twitter because I have a funny feeling someone will be coming out with where we are going to be. Oh yeah, I'll I'll be putting out. I'll I'll try to retweet all the, the groups. Um, and the other news coming out of this cycle is uh, the number six team in the world, Italy. They going home? Not going to be at the World Cup for the second straight time. Uh, even though they've had a miraculous one, they're the European champions. champions. And they aren't going to be there because well, North we, Macedonia. We knew that, well, they ended up in this playoff where it was going to be Portugal or Italy. One of the two was more right. than likely not going to go. Um, they made it to the semifinals. And then a little spunky team from North Macedonia yep. comes up in extra time and, and beats them. And so. That game was in Italy. It was in Palermo. Correct. So, I mean, I get it wasn't Rome where they're like extraordinarily hard to beat. But still, it was an Italian city, and North Macedonia came up with this excellent goal at the very end of the yep. game. A uh, beautiful goal. I mean, it just tipped the cap to them for for converting on it. But yeah, no Italy. Portugal ends up beating North Macedonia pretty safely, two two nil to go on in theirs. Uh, I think you had uh, Poland beat Sweden to go on. So um, Lewandowski, you get to see a, a stud um, get into the World Cup. In the African uh, qualifying, the, the big news was Salah for Egypt not getting in. Senegal beats them. Senegal's a very good team. Don't, don't get me wrong with what I'm about to say. Senegal's an excellent, excellent football team. And they played that game very, very well. They dominated the game for the most part. Uh, they looked very good in that game. They probably should have won that game, right? Here's my issue with it, though. It ends up going to penalties, and in the penalties, you have Mohamed Salah taking the first penalty, and he doesn't get like one laser pointer to the face. He got like thirty. That's like he that's was covered crazy. in green, and and then the goalie for Egypt, the entire penalty was just covered in green lasers. And I'm like, come on! No, they, like, there has to be they, something there. They should have stopped it they right should, there. They had to. I mean, that's where you stop it. You literally clear that section of fans out. Yeah, you that's have what to. You that's not a fair way to, to do those penalty kicks. And there's been some debate on whether the African uh, Confederation needs to switch up their qualifying anyway, because it's kind of a funky qualifying. You end up with like teams from the heads of the groups going against each other twice, back to back, and then it's on aggregate goals. It's a very weird way to do it. So there's been talk about maybe restructuring that, which I think they should, but that's just me. Um, so... Anyway, and then, you know, no surprises in South America. You get, you know, your your Brazil and Argentina and Uruguay and Ecuador all all coming in. Then you have Peru and Chile still fighting for, I think, a spot. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening there. But, yeah, follow our Twitter. 
and we will uh, I'll be posting out the the groups as they get announced. So I can't wait for it. I'm very giddy. If you can't tell. <laughs> no, I mean it's good. I mean from the absolute embarrassment of 4 years ago where they were in this situation and they yeah. just fumbled it away mm-hmm. um to actually get across the line. One, it shows how, and and you look at the final standings, and they're so close. You know, it's twenty eight for Canada, 26, 28 for Mexico, twenty eight for Mexico, twenty five, twenty five. Yeah, I mean, there, there's the haves and the have nots, and it's they played sixteen games. It's it's not like it's a small sample right. size. This is an NFL season, traditional NFL season, right. as far as I'm concerned. Um, but still, um, it's not like there there was one bad game or two bad games here. You had to be consistent through it. We've seen basically this team not be at full strength throughout all of the qualifying. There's been an injury here, or somebody had a knee there, or you know, hamstring here, twisted this, broken that, whatever. Yep. Um, the fact that they've been actually get through. I mean, it's kudos on the coaching staff. Um, and and hey, go make hay and see what what happens. The World Cup is weird. It's like the NCAA tournament. There's always a, a weird sleeper, I and think- there's no reason that the U.S. couldn't be it. Now, I can completely change this opinion once we see who they actually go up against. But I think a fully healthy United States team, fully healthy. So we get Des back. We get McKinney back. Rain is 100%. Uh, if we get that going and we schedule our friendlies leading up to the World Cup well and we scout well, I think the U.S. could make some noise here. I'm not expecting them to win. Don't get me wrong. But they can make some noise. They can surprise some people. And then... This isn't really what you're looking for. This World Cup is great, and we're thrilled. But I think you're looking at that next cycle, that 2026 cycle, when North America's hosting it, and U.S. is hosting the vast majority of those games with Canada and Mexico. Then all of your young talent right now... Oh, I mean, you're going to have Pulisic in his prime. You're going to have Reyna coming his, into his Coming prime. into his prime, yep. McKinney will be right there with Pulisic. You're going to grow into your golden age. Right. And I think that's where you really make your statement of like, if we're ever going to probably win this thing, maybe 2026 is where we're looking at. But we'll see how we do here. We'll gain a ton of experience. We'll see how it goes. Have this one be gravy. Get used to the stage with all the lights on you. It's going to be, well, as far as the tournament itself goes, this is going to be weird. Number one, the calendar. It's at a weird time of the year. Yep. So most of these guys are usually with their club teams during that time of the year. Yep. So I mean, they will be in soccer shape, but it's a different brand that they're that they're going to be playing. And two, the venue. Um, I don't know how day games are supposed to work in Qatar when it's 120 in the shade. Um, so we're going to see how well, that goes. No, 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 Drew. This is the winter. It's going to be like 105. Oh, excuse me. Not the summer. This is the winter. 105-ish in the shade. Come on now. Excuse me. No, it might, it might be cooler than that a little bit, but still, well, no, it's blazing gonna, hot. No, I mean, for it's November. gonna it's gonna go from ninety degrees in the in the in the sun yeah. to the sun's gonna set and it's yeah. gonna get down to no, forty. It, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's gonna be rough temperature wise. Yeah, which you know is the whole reason for and, and the, the games. I think are gonna be on at some. They have to be on at some ungodly times to actually watch. I'd assume. Two, Follow us on Twitter. I'll yep. be there tweeting them. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, you stay up for the F one stuff at like. Two, oh, three, no. four, five no. a.m. I actually think this is going to line up with my normal F1 body clock just fine. 
Like, I will probably line You're up. You're used the... to it. I am not, but okay. I will now turn into you and do this for the, the, the soccer. All right. It, it's a power nap from 1030 to 2. And then you're good from 2 to like 530. Oh and then you gosh. sleep again from 6 to 7. And then you're up again after that. This has been Sleeping Tips with Drew. <laughs> or how not to sleep. Or how not to do it. Oh, gosh. Anyway, I am excited. Please uh, be on the lookout for us, because I will be all over this uh, draw. <coughs> um, but Again, with, please excuse my vocal cords. Uh, but with that, we'll probably take a break, and then we'll get into March Madness. We'll talk some Bulls. We'll talk some Blackhawks. There has been some madness. My God. Yeah, it's um, been crazy. A, a Final Four matchup that you, I don't think anybody saw coming. 0.1% of brackets. 0.1% <laughs> of 17 million brackets. Yeah. All right, come on back. We'll get into it. All right, so we're back, and we're talking some March Madness. And it has been. The Madness lives. The Madness lives. It's weird, though, because it's like, yeah, the whole tournament has been bonkers, right? Except you look at this Final Four, and you have number one, Kansas, number two, Villanova, number two, Duke. So you have a lot of chalk up there. Eventually. Uh, it was like how you got to it was like this oh, weird for sure. round. It's weird because North round. Carolina is the odd one out with as an eighth seed, but it's still North Carolina. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a lot of blue blood. There. I mean, talk about this will be the th- literally two, they're all colors are blue. The third meeting between Duke and North Carolina this year. Yes, but the first ever know, in the NCAA in the tournament. Four. First ever in the Final Four. Yeah. Isn't that kind of crazy? It, it, it's it's insanely crazy. I, I I can't imagine that the 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 tobacco road that links the oh, UNC North campus Carolina and the Duke campus has been anything but peaceful this entire week. Um, yeah, yeah. Both those both those programs go nuts for their respective teams. So uh, I think it's the second game. Of course, it's got to be the second game, right? On Saturday, it is the second okay. game. Yes. So the so the the Midwest region champs Kansas, who probably had the, like our bracket that that ended here in Chicago, ended up having like the the lamest of, you know, the easiest matchups. It seemed. Yeah, Miami got smoked. Yeah, they got smoked, but they were kind of lucky to be there. And, and UNC, you know, the the magical run of St. Peter's. What um, a run that! My was. God, good for them. Yes, exactly. I'm thrilled they beat Kentucky. Yes. Uh, beating Murray, Murray State. State is impressive. And then they beat Purdue, right. a very good, very big Purdue team. And that's 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 a shocker because yeah. everybody around this part of the country figured Purdue was a lock. In that game, yeah, that for game. sure. Just the size alone. But yeah, and North Carolina was coming in hot. Uh, they beat a very good UCLA team. They beat Baylor. Um, so they, they were coming in hot. Talk about getting hot at the right time. I mean, the Baylor game they damn near gave away. Um, one of their bigs got a, a flagrant foul, got kicked out of the game. Yep. And Baylor almost came back, almost like a twenty-five right. point it was twenty-five deficit. points. And then they had to go to overtime, but they still managed to pull it off. So, and St. Peter's, for the record, I know they lost by twenty to North Carolina, but they were awfully cold to start that well, game. Yeah, I mean, they just they not... couldn't buy a bucket. Correct. If they had just made a couple of those. Right. This would have been a completely different story because it's not like North Carolina really like did anything super impressive. No. It's just St. Peter's just couldn't hit a shot right. to save their lives. Cause right. similar to what Loyola did in their first game against Ohio State. They just went yep. cold. Yep. And you know it happens. Um but now I had Duke losing to Texas Tech. 
in in the Sweet 16. After they got past Texas Tech, I look at the bracket and I'm like, hey, wait a minute here. Duke could win this. Yes, they could. <laughs> like the, the, the Coach K retirement oh, tour my goodness. has just been assailing. I'll tell you what, I'm stunned Villanova beat Houston because I was loving the way Houston was playing. And they, they well, took Houston out. Houston went cold. I mean, it was the same deal. Like that yeah. was a run and shoot team that just didn't couldn't shoot. Well, my thing is, if they're up at halftime, they win because their defense is that good. They were down at halftime to Villanova, and I'm like, uh-oh. I don't know if they can score the way they need to to win that game. But they just come off beating Illinois, who was good, and they beat Arizona, who was really good. So I thought Houston might make a run. Villanova did lose one of their starting players to an Achilles injury, though. So Villanova, who I think was playing a rotation of about six people in this tournament, lost one of those six people and now needs someone to step up. And you're playing Kansas. So uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say Kansas Duke for your national championship. And quite honestly, flip a coin at that point. I was going to say, I think that that is a reasonable – I mean, I can't really pick it any better than that. Um, Yeah, I think Duke is going to have some sort of – Sick, sad revenge against North Carolina for ruining Coach K's last I, home game. I said there's no way Duke could lose that game to North Carolina. And then they did. And then they did. And I'm about to say there's no way Duke will lose this game to North Carolina. Well, they might. <laughs> they might. But uh, no, I think it's going to be Kansas and Duke is my pick for the national yeah. championship. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be fun. Games kick off Saturday. Uh, I think it's, what is it, like 5 o'clock here or something like that? Yeah. There's two games. They're back to back. Uh six oh nine and eight forty nine, I believe, are the game <laughs> times. Uh it might be Eastern Standard. So you're right, five o'clock. So um yeah. I don't want to pick a champion because it's a flipping coin toss. <laughs> I, if I had to, if you really put me to the fire, I'm gonna say Duke just because uh Coach K. I'm I'm Fair just enough. gonna go there. But you know, we'll see. Watch them get beat by 30 by North <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, so that's kind of the bracket. Um, I don't know about you, Drew, but mine was completely torn to pieces very oh, early on. I, I'm very chalky general in my bracket. All my ones were dead, so that was the end of that. Well, sticking with basketball, uh, we're going to switch over to the Bulls, who have... Up, down, up, down. up down, up, down, up, down, up, down. Yep. Uh, we are coming off of an up. Yep. <laughs> we did beat the Wizards, the lowly Wizards. They uh, they had to beat Cleveland, so they had to beat Cleveland. They did that Saturday. They had to beat New York. They couldn't do that on Monday. Yeah, uh, they better damn well have beaten Washington. No, they, uh, that was a must. They and, were and, they, and they, and they managed to do that. Well, so. now you got six games left in the season, and I think five of them are at home, and the last one that's is, good. Uh, yes, it's very good. But you are playing, um, I think you're playing the Bucks. That's uh, bad. We're playing the Heat, I think, who's been up and down well, too. They, you may actually have a chance to beat them. They had a weird moment where Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra had a whole moment. Moment and a half. Which tanked the team for like right. a week. Because they right. couldn't beat anybody for like a week. Uh, but they did just come off of a win, so or they won two straight now. So they're coming a little bit back. But the, it's going to be a hard... The last six games for the Bulls. And they're sitting here in this weird spot, four and a half games out of first place, but two games out of seventh place. And you do not, 
You do not want to drop to seventh place because well, no, right then now you're, then you're in the play-in. Yeah, but then you're also playing Brooklyn. You do not want that spot uh, if you're the Bulls. And luckily for you, you have tiebreakers over Toronto and uh, Cleveland and Cleveland. So that saves your butt. So you, two games, but really probably three games ahead of that seventh yeah. spot. So you got some room. Uh, I mean. The, the, and heck, if five of your games are at home and you win like three of them, shoot, you might sh- shoot up to like second right, place. Right, exactly. I mean, the, 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 the permutations are kind of still mind-boggling at the this East point. The East is it loaded. Is so who's going to do what and where? Boston's been smoking hot and, recently. And, and so it's... much scoreboard watching, it's not even funny. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we will see kind of where this goes. Now, here's what I want to see with the Bulls, though. Is they have gotten close. Well, yes. Well, here's the thing. They've gotten into this habit of Zach and Demar. Somebody, Zach and DeMar, somebody Zach other DeMar. than Demar has to learn how to close. Yes. But they get so wrapped up in, I think, and even so, Demar has taken on that role of like, I'm the closer, which is fine. That's fine. And he's proven time and time again that he's worthy of it. I'm not doubting that. But Zach has got to be willing to take a shot in the fourth quarter. Yep. And my goodness. If Vooch has a dominant first half, why? why? Why do you go away from it? Why? Yeah, I don't get it. He has owned people in the first quarter. I don't understand why that guy is not in the post in every possession. Because when you actually do that, he can actually – he's effective. Um, that little jump hook thing that he does is actually a really sweet shot. And, and he can hit that. I, Instead, I, he wants to, to hang out beyond the three-point line and, and take brick threes that he maybe hits 10% of. Yeah, he's, and and Patrick Williams, the the thing. It's great that you're back, but guess what? Now you actually have to engage and play basketball. He yeah. did in the first game back, and I'm like, if that's the dude we got, then we got something here. And then he's gone right back into his shell. Yeah, he needs, he needs to come with some aggressiveness. Uh, we need the and, help. And Caruso can't be the only guy defending. No, and he can't get in foul trouble either. Right, which he's gotten into foul trouble the last couple of games. So we need Patrick Williams to be aggressive on the boards and aggressive defensively. Oh, yeah. That, that's the other thing. Rebound. Vooch can't be the only Somebody one. Somebody on that team. Rebound. Vooch cannot be the only one. And In mean, um, the game against New York, the, the New York center, I think, had, what, eight or nine offensive boards? Where, yes. And, then like, and some of them were like, he's the only one within a mile of the basket, and there's yeah. four bowls around well, him, and no the- one else would go up and – Jump! Offensive rebounds are uh, a problem. Why are offensive rebounds a problem? It's because you have Vooch come out and set a screen. Now your only real good rebounder is now out of the three-point line. Right. So you have to crash the the basket, and it's it's frustrating. It is very very frustrating. And then I mean, when Io Desumo is your second leading rebounder, that's a problem. Nothing against Io. I love the effort. Well, even even him. Every when he misses a shot, he puts his head down a lot. And, and you, you can't. You just can't. You have to keep playing, young guy. You just got to do it. There's some things that the Bulls have to figure out. And, and, and truthfully, uh, I don't want to place too much emphasis on Lonzo Ball. But he is the point guard. Right. And we talked, how often did we talk last year about, my goodness, the Bulls need a point guard. We don't have one. Right. We don't have one right now. Kobe White, not a point guard. Al Truso, not really a point guard. Zach DeMar, not point guards. They're not initiating offense. They finish. They don't start. Lonzo Ball, we need I him back. probably the closest thing you have. And, he, but and he's, he's he can't got, do it. Right. He can't do it. At least right now in this career, he can't do that. We need Lonzo back to really start spacing this out, 
get people their shots, get Vooch involved where he has to be involved in the post. Well, it, it's been the week. And defense. Has he started to run again? No. No. Not that I'm aware of. I haven't heard any updates okay. on him. It's not looking encouraging. So, um, but you need you need Lonzo back. I mean, they're still there. Well. I mean, it's still fun to be talking about legit playoff basketball. That's good. We'll be there. Yeah. Um, I've already said I think the, the the ceiling for this team is probably the second round if they make it. Uh, matchups. It's going to depend a lot on matchups. Yeah. Right now, we're slated to play the Celtics, which winnable. Uh, is winnable. Um, we don't want to see Joel Embiid and the Sixers <laughs> in the first round. No. Uh, we don't want that one. Although James Harden in the playoffs, eh, maybe uh, he he's not good. He disappears in the playoffs all the time. So maybe. Um, yeah, but that other guy probably doesn't. I just don't want to see Brooklyn in the first round. I don't want to see Milwaukee in the first round. And I'll take my chances with anybody else. Fair. If we're again, you're going to get me uh, saying if we're healthy, just let us be healthy well, yeah, a lot. Exactly. Today. Exactly. It's, it's theme of the show. Let's yes. be healthy. Yes. I, I I think we found our title. Yes. Please, Lord, let us be, be healthy. healthy. <laughs> yeah. Devil be God and let us be healthy. Amen. Our theme. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's a lot to talk about the, with the Bulls, and we will continue to talk about the Bulls because they'll be relevant for yes. a little while still. Yes, that's true. So that'll be awesome. Uh, shifting gears to the Blackhawks. We thought we were done talking about the Blackhawks, but then they do Blackhawks things that make us talk about them again. Drew, I, I'll let you take this. Well, there's two two prime examples, and I don't understand why on national television we just decide to lay eggs. Maybe because it's fun, but they go up four to nothing against Las Vegas and poof that game away. They lose five to four in overtime, but at least they got a point. They go up four to nothing again against the Sabers, who are, by the way, not bad, the, not the Golden Knights. They're they're, they're significantly bad. worse. And poof that one away in comical bad fashion. I saw, you know how in uh, sometimes in our intermission shows or the halftime show of the Bulls games, they'll have like points bet. What's the spread at now or whatever. After they were 4-0 up at the end of like the first period or second period or whatever it was, the odds for the Black, they were like minus 1,600. That's like darn near a lock. If, nope. you had, if you had put $5 on the Sabres, <laughs> oh my goodness gracious, you would have made some bank. I, I think I know what my betting pattern is going to be for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, they, they they let that one go down their leg. They actually had a lead again in the third period, 5-4. to four. They let that one get away. And then in just what is a absolute comical goal to give up, a broken stick that bounces off the backboard that somehow bounces back into the crease off of Kevin Lankin and skate and goes in the net. And I think the, the summary of this Hawks season is Kevin Lankin. And after that goal failing to break his stick, he was so mad that he, it, it, he took three, it took four legit swings. And he's like, I'm going to break this <laughs> stick there. That's what he did. Ay, ay, ay. With 10 seconds to go in the game. It was a yeah. brutal, soul-crushing way. But, I mean, that is like a microcosm of their season. Yeah, it they, really is. They can score goals. They they still don't know how to defend. 
They, they've traded away Marc-Andre Fleury and, and Kevin Lankinen is try Again, it's back to where we were last year with the goaltending. It's like Kevin Lankinen tries, but he just can't do it. So anyway, they're playing out the stretch. I, I'm really done talking about them now. <laughs> really? Now now is your point where you're like, I'm, I'm done. done talking about them. I, I do want to say there is one golden highlight that we're, and we'll do a, we'll do an end of the season wrap up. We will do it. Yeah. Um, but right now I just want to put a positive spin as we wrap up here. Oh, no, Alex to bring it. Uh, no, uh, I'm going to stick with Patrick Kane. Oh, here. there you go. Okay. Uh, although I can look up to bring it here in a second, if you want me to, but Patrick Kane is sixth in the NHL in assists. If you think Patrick Kane is done or he's, Oh no, he's over not. the hill. No. Oh, he is still producing. He has... It may not be the goal count that you're used to. Right, 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 right. He has 58 assists on the year, which is good for sixth. He is all of 12 behind first place, which is uh, Huberto from Florida. Uh, oh, by the way, you know who's in fourth place? You might recognize this name, Drew. Uh, some guy, some guy named Panarin oh, yeah. for the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, you know, doing his thing. <laughs> so there's that. It's a new um, regime, Dan. Well, and now, now you brought up uh, you brought up Debrinket. We'll go to Debrinket. Uh, he is Kane is sixth in the NHL in assists. Debrinket is sixth in the NHL in goals scored. Yeah. He is thirty eight on the year, and uh, some guy named Austin Matthews from Toronto is forty nine. Yep, Alex Debrinket having his vintage Tony Amante season, um, scoring all the goals for the Hawks this year, and and it's great for him. I mean, um. Yeah, it's not hope... great. His plus minus is minus eleven. Well, that's yeah. Well, that's the other problem is Austin Matthews plus eleven. So <laughs> difference in teams right there. Yeah, Kane is minus thirteen. Whereas Huberto, you want to know what his plus minus is? Plus twenty six. Well, he's also a defenseman, so Whew. that would help. But anyway, yeah, lots of lots of things to fix with the Hawks, but we'll get into that as their season concludes. Yeah, we'll probably, next time we talk about the Blackhawks, we'll probably be at the end of the season. Right? Yeah. Unless, again, we said unless, that last unless time. Unless they have another moment. Another Blackhawks moment here. Uh, but, yeah, fun times. Again, let's just stay healthy and then move forward. Yes, exactly. Get everybody healthy. Amen. Uh, <laughs> I, I think on that note, I think we're probably going to wrap it up. probably going to wrap it up. <laughs> so we will uh, we'll have a recap of probably the, the tournament. Um, yep. We're not going to have to talk about World Cup qualifying for another four years. But we will have a draw to talk we about. We'll have a draw to talk about. So, yes, tune in for that. Uh, so, for Dan, I am Drew, and we'll catch you all next time and on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Chicago Sports Experience, a 4D podcast production. If you like what you've heard, click that like or subscribe button in your favorite podcasting app. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.